And I, I kind of want to shout that from the rooftop. Like, Kevin Jonas is fucking great. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm Kevin. Hey, what's up? I'm Joe, and we are the Jonas Brothers. And I'm Coral, and you're listening to Talk Jonas to Me. Hello, Upper East Siders. It's me. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Coral. I'm not Gossip Girl. Hi, guys. Welcome to the premiere episode of Talk Jonas to Me. Oh my god, I almost messed up the game. <laughs> Woo, I'm a hot mess today. Hi, guys. This is Coral. Thank you for joining me on the premiere episode of Talk Jonas to Me. Um, I'm very excited to get this started. And I need to remind myself right now, this very moment, that I need to stop saying um. Because I have started this intro probably a million times. And every time I talk, I keep saying the word um. So everyone, if you're drinking, take a shot every time I say the word um. Starting now. Okay. (laughs) If there's any awkward pauses and I forget to edit them out, it's because I said the word um. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Um, I just did it. See? <laughs> Woo. Okay. My name is Coral, as I've already said. I am the voice behind One Word Sentences on Twitter, and I wanted to start a podcast. So this is me. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and... I decided to start this podcast because I wanted to have a place to chat with you all about everything that's Jonas Brothers related. So it's going to be a bumpy ride. I'm still learning how to talk on the mic and be comfortable in saying things. So bear with me. I want to start this podcast by basically telling my story on how I became a Jonas Brothers fan. So it's nothing out of this world. I'm sure everyone can relate, and I'm sure all of you guys have the same experience as I do. Um, But to keep it short and sweet, I first heard about the Jonas Brothers when I was watching the Disney Channel. I believe I was 12 years old, and I was watching a movie called Johnny Capahala. I want to say Capahala. It might be Capahana. I don't do research, guys, so I'm sorry if I messed that up. So I was watching that movie, and I remember hearing, hold on, in the movie. And I was very just taken aback because I have never been the one to like bands at that age. So mind you, I was 12 years old. I was all about Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, all the pop stuff, you know, maybe some Backstreet Boys, huge fan. But I was never the type to listen to you know, bands, wouldn't say rock band, but you know, the Jonas Brothers did have that punk sound and I'm using air quotes very loosely on that. (laughs) So I was very hooked on that. And I remember watching the video in between commercials and I had to know who they were. So me being the 12-year-old sleuth that I am, I went online and tried to do some research and I found out about them and I listened to their music and I fell in love. And, you know, luckily 
I was looking at their tour dates, and this was before their self-titled debut album came out. So this was way after It's About Time. They had just signed to Hollywood Records, obviously, because they were on the Disney Channel. But this was way before the album came out. So they were doing their prom tour, and I noticed online that Orlando was one of the tour dates. And I ran to my mom, and I'm like, Mom, there's a band that I started loving. They're coming to House of Blues. Take me. I want to go, you know, like pleading, dear life. And she hits me with the, sorry, honey, it's a school night. I'm not letting you go. And I said, excuse me? (laughs) If you know my mom, you know that she is literally the last person to ever pull that as a card. So I was low-key, very upset, high-key, very salty to this day. So she knows that every time I bring it up, (laughs) I argue because I get so mad. I think about that one tour date that I missed because she didn't let me go. So it's it's a touchy subject. But anyways... (laughs) Um, you know, I fell in love with them. I started following them on social media, MySpace, all of that, YouTube. I literally eat, lived, and breathed the Jonas Brothers pretty much for a majority of my teenage years. And I, first time I saw them live was the Ellen DeGeneres taping at Universal Studios when they you know, did their interview and they performed. Uh, My brother came with me, shout out to my brother. And um, I went to that and then I saw them at the Disney Channel Games in Orlando, saw them perform. That was the first, that was the second time. And that was the first time I ever also saw Demi Lovato live. So it was an awesome experience. And then I went to the When You Look Me In The Eyes tour, um, the Burning Up tour, And I also went to the world tour. Um, So that was all pretty much uh, just like the big era for me. I could not stop thinking about them. It was just the whole shebang. So a good part of my high school life was school and then the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) So luckily I was able to graduate, right? You know? I don't feel like I need to bring this up, but I will just for the fact that I am telling the story of how I came to love them. Um, The breakup did hurt. Um, Obviously, it hurt for everyone. The initial um, announcement of it was the worst part of it all. I think that once it happened, a couple days after that, you know, it settled in like, fuck, you know, they really did break up. And... It, it wasn't something that I, I wanted to dwell on. I think a lot of us, and I'm speaking for myself, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I feel like maybe a lot of you agree. We kind of like tucked that moment and all of that hurt in the back of our minds. And I'm making it sound so much more dramatic than what it is, but it really, it does feel like that because I don't remember much. I don't remember um, I remember how I felt that day when I found out about it and I saw the announcement on Good Morning America. And after that, it's just like a blur. And I feel like I like it that way. I don't like to think about the bad stuff. Um, I want to talk about the good stuff, which is why we started this podcast, because the Jonas Brothers are back. So all very exciting. One thing that I do like to talk about is the community that 
standing the Jonas Brothers and being fans of them bring into my life. I started, when I started first getting into them, it was during the MySpace era. I made a lot of friends. Uh, you know, I had a fan site on MySpace. I talked with people halfway across the world. I met my one of my best friends um, online and we actually met in person and our families did because it's just that's just how big of a community the Jonas Brothers brought in to social media. And without that, I don't think that I would be the person that I am today. So it's something that I am very grateful for. And not even MySpace. So, you know, we have Team Jonas. We also had YouTube. Um, just a lot of us uh, can probably relate to that. You know, we have made lifelong friends. And it's great that right now in 2019, we still have that. You know, a lot of us are older. A lot of us have grown probably out of that phase, but we still have that camaraderie and that community where we all agree on one thing. And that's that fact that we love the Jonas Brothers. We want them to be happy, whether it's individually or together, and we're ready for this new era in their lives. Okay, we're going to dish some dirt and this is going to get messy. So bear with me. Um, let's talk about those documentary promos that have been released. More so, let's talk about Nick's promo because it was the first one that came out. And guys, let me tell you, what the fuck? <laughs> what is... Go okay, so the first thing that pisses me off the most is that if you go on you know, their Instagram underneath that video. The comments are so vile. And you know what bothers me the most is that they're, the majority of those comments are from fans. And I'm, I'm literally doing air quotes right now. You can't see me, but I'm doing very loose air quotes because they are not fans, okay? You know, you talk shit about one of them. You talk shit about all of them. You're not a fan. I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the one to tell you that. And if you don't realize that now, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. But to I people get so brave on social media and just assume the worst. And I just automatically just like start throwing jabs. And I, I bet a lot of them feel so stupid right now because Kevin came out with his promo a couple days ago. You know, people thinking that it was going to be all about Nick and that that's what he wanted grow up okay it's it's very simple to just assume the worst from someone but do you honestly think that they would you know start start all of this again come back together do this huge comeback and you know put everything on the line be very vulnerable with each other through a documentary and an album and you honestly think that it, it that that's what nick would do no, not at all. And I do think it's very easy for people to just assume, which is why it's so hateful that people do that. Because it's it's bad enough that I just go on, on his Instagram and read that as a fan, it hurts me. But for him to probably read that, it's it's gonna... It, I, I hope that they have tough skin, and I'm sure they do. But 
do we really want them to leave again? No, we don't. And I just think it's just something that we, if you consider yourself a fan and you're one of those people who did post something like that, it's time for you to like reflect on yourself because fuck that shit. It's just not right. Um, but let's talk also about Kevin's promo. Um, I, (laughs) I cheered up so much not more so because it's Kevin, but because I feel like he gets underestimated a lot. And, you know, the, towards the end, he says, you know, was great. And no, he is great. You are great. And I, I kind of want to shout that from the rooftop. Like, Kevin Jonas is fucking great. Not a was, not uh could have been, nothing. And... I feel so bad because I feel like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. You guys, oh my God. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I feel like the past couple of months since they got back together, he's kind of holding back a little bit. I feel like he might be scared to be vulnerable and open up again and talk a little bit more. And I feel like Kevin Jonas is all of us because he might be just a little bit you know, apprehensive and feel like it's all going to get taken away again. And that's how I feel as a fan. (laughs) So I'm treading lightly because I don't want to get my hopes up again. So Kevin Jonas, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, (laughs) but in an amazing world, if you ever are, please know that I and a million other of your fans think that you are great. And I am 100% without a doubt pretty sure that your daughters and your wife do think so as well. All right, let's change the tone a little bit. Let's take a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay, so this this BuzzFeed quiz I found, (laughs) I think a lot of you have already taken, but I haven't taken it because I wanted to take it on the air for the podcast. So this should be fun. I want to see what my answer is. So The BuzzFeed quiz is called, Which Jonas Brother is Your Soulmate? And, okay, so I'm going to bring this up. It's a touchy subject. But I have never favorited or had, you know, a favorite Jonas Brother. Um, Throughout me being a fan, I have never liked one over the other. I do, however, relate to one the most. And that is Joe. Because I feel like I have a goofy side, but I'm also very eclectic and out there. And so I feel like that's how Joe is. And that's why I relate to him the most. But I do maybe consider myself a Joe girl. (laughs) And I hate to say it like that because it's so stupid. But, you know, just everything he does is perfect. So I can't help it. What can I say? All right. So which Jonas brother is your soulmate? The first question. First, pick your ideal trait in a significant other. Um, Okay, so let's see. The the choices are loyal, charismatic. Did I say that wrong? Charismatic. (laughs) Caring, laid back, charming, and funny. Okay, so they're all very great traits. And I hate that I have to pick one over the other, which is so stupid. (laughs) Wait, does it let me pick more than one? Hold on. No, I have to pick one, guys. So this is really bad. Um, I'm going to go with funny because I, I just love a sense of humor and 
my fiance currently, <laughs> my current, my, my significant other at the moment is hilarious. So I got to go with funny. Okay. Uh, pick a Jonas Brothers song to jam out to. Okay. So we have year 3000, burning up, SOS, love bug, play my music and much better. Um, okay. So obviously we love all the local ones. Year 3000, Burning Up, SOS, Love Bug, Play My Music. But, you know, I'm not going to pick much better just because it's not a local one. <laughs> I'm picking it because I really do jam out to that song the most. Um, after the Jonas Brothers broke up, I really got into the indie scene and I realized how much of their album was kind of going to like, um, how much of Lines, Vines, and Trying Times was going towards like, not an indie route, but it had like a different sound and I was a super, I was a huge fan of it, which is why I think that that's the music that I gravitated towards the most afterwards. But okay, I'm choosing much better. Um, okay, so we have pick a Disney show to binge watch. We got Study with a Chance, Hannah Montana, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, That's So Raven, and Shake It Up. Okay, this is a toss up because I love all of them. I really didn't necessarily watch watch I didn't necessarily watch shake it up um but I really liked that's a raven mm. okay I'm gonna choose that's a raven I gotta go I gotta go with that okay pick a place to spend your honeymoon okay so we have Paris Lake Tahoe Tokyo Maui Morocco Sydney Okay, so this is a tough one because I am actually currently trying to find a place to spend my honeymoon. Um, but I feel like if I was to go to one, it would be Tokyo. Mm -mm. Love me some Tokyo. Okay, if you couldn't listen to the Jonas Brothers, who would you listen to? <laughs> These choices are hilarious because I have stand once before all of them. Okay, so we have Big Time Rush. Metro Station, what the fuck? <laughs> Naked Brothers Band, Jesse McCartney, Hot Chill Ray, what the fuck? Hot Chill Ray and Aaron Carter. <laughs> okay, so fun fact, I met Aaron Carter when I was about seven or eight years old um, and I saw him in concert. Uh, but I feel like back then, Aaron Carter wasn't really big during that, during when the Jonas Brothers were big. So I'm gonna go with Jesse McCartney. Because I love me some Jess McCartney. Okay, next question. If you were in a band, what would you play? We have vocals, guitar, bass, piano, drums, tambourine. It's a toss-up, man, because I love me some tambourine. But I'm going to go with vocals because I am more of a singer than playing an instrument. Okay. And finally, pick a stylish accessory. Oh, these are funny, guys. So we got the ascot that Kevin used to wear a lot. Then we have skinny tie, the freaking fedora, a vest, belt chain, and chunky bracelets. I am going to go with chunky bracelets. <laughs> oh, y'all. The results are in. And I just got to say that I got Joe Jonas. 
Oh, I didn't see that coming, but I'm butts. All right, so it says, your soulmate is Joe. You're wild, spontaneous, and you enjoy trying new things. Your dream date is going on an adventure throughout the city and seeing where the night might take you. You live for sharing new experiences with your fellow partner in crime. You know what? That's true. See, I told you guys. I can relate the most to him. All right, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to link the BuzzFeed quiz in a tweet um, for you guys to take if you haven't taken it yet because that was so much fun. Okay, this is a segment of the, the podcast where we read fan stories. Uh, so you might all know that I asked you guys to submit your fan stories. Anything tour-related, meet-and-greet, Facebook, Instagram, any social media, Twitter stories, go ahead and submit them. The email is talkjonastome at gmail.com. Include your name and your Twitter handle if you want to be given a shout out. You don't have to. It's up to you. But I'm taking, you know, submissions so that I can read them out loud at the end of the episode. So make sure um, that you submit yours if you haven't. My first one is from Anna Rose or Anaisa if I'm saying that right. Um, But Anna is super sweet. And if you don't follow her on Twitter, make sure that you do. Her Twitter handle is Michaela Jonas. And I really hope I said that right. I think I butchered that. (laughs) So I'm sorry, okay? I'm terrible at pronunciation. But it's spelled M-I-K-H-A-I-L-O-J-O-N-A-S. But Anna, thank you for submitting yours. And her story reads... (laughs) The subject line is my favorite. It says, my dumbass Jonas story. On the evening of August 25th, 2010, tons of 10, 11, and 12-year-old Jonas Brothers fans swarmed outside the Xfinity Center. All of us with excessive adrenaline from performances of Burning Up, Hold On, SOS, Year 3000, Introducing Me, and every other really bad camp rock song. In the middle of the army of small children was the Jonas Brothers tour bus, being driven, quote unquote, by Frankie Jonas himself. Frankie Jonas. Me and my sister spot him before anyone else and began charging in the front of the crowd, desperately trying to get his attention. We're pushing past 10-year-olds left and right when we finally reached the front of the crowd and began waving frantically at Frankie. Will he see us? Well, yes, he did. He saw us and he waved. And that's pretty much the story. Anna. Anna, thanks for sharing. That was hilarious. I never got to have a like Jonas Brothers tour bus experience or like any story like that. So I'm very jealous of you. All right. My next story is also sort of a similar one. Um, and it's from Hannah Lopez. Hannah, hello. Um, if you don't follow Hannah on Twitter, make sure you do as well. Her handle is have faith restart and that's missing an A. So it's H-V-E faith restart um hannah super sweet thank you for sending in your story as well and it reads the subject line i ran after nick jonas in an alleyway this is very suspenseful i love it hi coral this is half faith restart hannah so i have a story i love to laugh back on now i went to nick's show with the administration in 2010 in nashville on our way to the venue we spotted an abandoned bus in a dark alley My mom was like, what if that's Nick's bus? And I told her she was dumb and it's not. So we walk a few more blocks and my mom says, Hannah, stop. Nick is right there. And I was like, no, he's not. Mom, stop playing. And she got super mad and told me to get back there because she was not lying. Well, I turn around and Nicholas Jerry Jonas was standing two feet from me. I know I shouldn't have, but I actually screamed. I was 15 and a huge Nick girl. So I started freaking out, but I got in line to take a picture with him. But then Mike 
freaking made him start walking back. Girl, I wasn't going to give up. So he started walking. I started running down. the. So he started walking. I started running down the dark of alleyway and I was followed by a lot of other girls. Nick stopped and I stopped right next to him. I was so starstruck. I stood there trembling. Yes, I hate myself. I stood with my arm touching him the whole time he was standing there, but I was shaking too bad to take a picture on my slider phone. When I finally mustered up the strength to hold up my phone, this other girl pushes me out of her way and I realize it was not enough and make Nick walk back to the arena. When he was walking away, I screamed, I love you, Nicholas Jerry Jonas, and he turned fully around and teeth smiled at me. I flipped out. It turned out that it was Nick's bus that we saw. Someone hit it and he had to park it in the alleyway and that's why he was walking through the alleys of Nashville. That's So that's my embarrassing Nick Jonas experience of 2010. Thanks, Coral. Love you. Peace, love, and Jonas. Thank you so much, Hannah, for sending in your story. Um, that sounds hilarious. And honestly, fuck that girl for pushing you out of their way. Yeah, I said it. Fuck her. So if you're listening, fuck you for pushing Hannah out of the way. Honestly, don't ruin somebody else's experience. I get it's like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But if you see someone having their moment, let them have their moment. You know, damn. All right, guys. So every time I end a podcast, I'm going to be doing some housekeeping, which is basically just mentioning to you guys everything um, that's coming up and things like that that you might want to know about in case you forget. So, of course, we can't forget all the awesome stuff that we have going on in the next couple of months. And by next couple of months, I mean literally June, July, August. I don't know if anything's going on in July, but I'm pretty sure they'll probably come up with something. Um, But we have the Chasing Happiness documentary premiering June 4th. So that's nine days away holy crap, what the fuck, it's almost here. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to need to take time off of work. I'm going to need to buy like five bottles of wine. I'm going to need to buy some Xanax. I'm going to need to, I don't know what I'm going to need to do, but it's going to (laughs) suck. My, I mean, my emotions, not the documentary. I'm sure some of you may be relating to that. Um, But yes, Chasing Happiness premiering on Amazon Prime, June 4th, that's a Tuesday. Uh, We don't know yet if it's premiering on midnight or not, um, but it's nine days away. And if you don't know, now you know. Me, Coral, I am live streaming the documentary on my Twitch account, which is one word sentences, but that's spelled O-N-E-W-X-R-D sentences. And I will be live streaming that 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, June 4th, the day the documentary comes out. So if you don't, if it does premiere at midnight and you don't get to see it, don't fret. You just have to wait a couple more hours, less than 24 hours, and you'll be able to see it if you watch my live stream. And if you do miss it, don't worry. It does record my live stream, so it'll be up for anybody to watch after that in case you're not in my um, time zone or anything like that. So after the Chasing Happiness, we have the Happiness Begins album. Hello, it's coming up as well. What the heck? So that is coming out that Friday, June 7th. And guys, I'm honestly so excited. I can't wait to go buy it at midnight. It's a tradition of mine that I've done for the past albums. And I can't wait to do that again. People at, so I can't go to Target because none of my Targets are open past midnight. But people at Walmart are going to be like, huh? What do you want? Like, it's not even out yet. 
<laughs> I'm basically gonna have to go and like ask for it and they're gonna have to go in the back storage and like look for it in a box but hey I don't care I gotta do what I gotta do and I'm very excited because I'm probably gonna have like a million copies so I'm sure a lot of you also have probably gonna have a million copies and then in August, we have the start of tour. So Miami tour date is going to be the first date. And that's the one that I'm attending. I'm so excited. It's going to be Wednesday, August 7th. Um, and that's in Miami. So I have tickets for the Miami show. And I'm also going to the Orlando show. So if any of you guys are also going, let me know. Maybe we can meet up, have some drinks beforehand. Lord knows I'm probably not going to watch the openers. I'm sorry. Love to BB Rexa and love to Jordan McGraw. Or is it, is it Jordan McGraw? I don't even know. I just, no. I'd rather probably just drink or stay in line for merch during all of that. Because Lord knows the line for merch is probably going to be hella long. Um, so again, if any of you guys are going, let me know on Twitter or email me. And, you know, we can chat all Jonah's stuff. And if you're not, that's cool. Let me know what date you are excited for. A lot of you guys are going to multiple shows as well and also have meet and greets. So if you end up having any cool stories, you can always submit them. And we know we want to hear about it. So because a lot of us probably didn't get meet and greet tickets. Shout out to you, host, VIP. We don't like you. <sighs> Let me breathe and relax because I'm going to get so riled up again. But I know y'all can relate. Okay? Okay. Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining me on this premiere episode of Talk Jonas to Me. It's been pretty fun. I think I'm going to probably get used to this mic. If you have any comments, suggestions, any ideas that you guys want me to talk about or anything of the sort, make sure you email me at talkjonastome at gmail.com or you can always tweet me one word sentences. That's the letter or that's the number one word sentences, or talk Jonas to me, Twitter as well. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. The podcast is currently on Anchor, iTunes, and Spotify, and I'll be adding it to a lot more places as well. But make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. There are new episodes every Monday, and I will see you all next week. Coral is out. Coral is out.